And so we're in a series called What If? What if you change the way you eat? I've lost 15 pounds this week. One week. Well, what if you change the way you eat? What, what if you just change some small, minor things in your life? We talked uh, last couple weeks about Ed Catmull, the founder of Pixar. And he said that when he was on a family trip to Yellowstone, his car almost went off the cliff. His, his dad corrected and they, they kind of swerved a little bit and they were only two inches from going off the cliff, but his dad made a small, minor, one-inch adjustment that, that saved their lives. What little, small, one-inch adjustment could you make in your life that would change everything? You know, when I get in my car in the morning, if, if I were to take my car or my four-wheeler and I was to start down a straight path, but all of a sudden I turned the steering wheel one inch, just one inch, before long, I'd be miles and miles and miles onto a different course than where I'd originally started. Just by one small minor adjustment. So today we're talking about minor adjustments in your life and how they could bring value to who you are and what you're doing with life. How many, said, how many of y'all would say today, I, I have some small minor one-inch adjustments I could make that could change my life? Is there anybody here? I'm one of them. Small, minor, just small, minor adjustments. Just leaving the dessert. Or, or just not putting that one bill on a credit card. Just paying for it ahead of time. Just small little things. And so we are in this series. Last week we started, what if you had wealth? This week we're talking about what if you acted your wage? And then we're going to continue with this what if series, talking about what if all your relationships were healthy? What if everything in your life was perfect, just like you wanted? What would life look like? There's little minor adjustments that we make in life that can just change the way life looks. So I want to open up with our verse we opened up with last week, Deuteronomy 8.18. And it says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, as it is today. God gives us an ability to have wealth. It's our ability. We talked about last week that, that when you're born with a power, that not everybody has powers. You know, we talked about a little bit about superheroes. You know, not everybody's Mighty Mouse. Here I am to save the day. Not, not everybody. Some of you are like, who's Mighty Mouse? I'd have to go to anime cartoons for some of you to understand. But, but not everybody's born with superpowers. Powers are something that only you can be born with. We're not talking about powers. We're talking about ability. God gives you the ability. But it's what you do with that ability that could change your life. Proverbs 22, 7, it says, The ritual over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. How many of y'all know what a servant is? Servant, same word pretty much as is slave. The borrower is slave to the lender. In other words, you're in bondage. And there's different sayings in our life that reveal that you are in bondage. Here, here's a good checklist for you if you're in bondage financially. 
You'd say, Pastor, I'd like to, but. Anybody ever said that? Or, or I'd, I'd like to, but I can't afford it. Or you just don't understand, things are tight. We've all said that one time or another. Or we just, we have nothing left over at the end of the month. Or maybe you've said, we're just scraping by. Or maybe you said, you know, one day, one day I'll have that. That's, that's a sign that, that financially we're not completely, completely stable. That financially we're not completely where God would like us to be and where we need to be. And see, he gives us the ability, but it's our choice what we do with that ability. It's our choice whether we, we buy the new boat or we, we save for the new boat. There's a difference. And, and so we all have abilities to save money. It's just whether we save money or not. Everyone in life can save money. My uncle, who was one of the richest men in Port Arthur for a very long time, he owned a, a thing called Gulfport Shipyard. And he worked, his, worked most of his life. He came over from Germany during the war and uh, stowed away on a boat to get here to America. He, he, went to, he went to work at this shipyard, and he worked there faithfully every single day. And uh, the owner was looking for someone to go to New York to learn how to electric weld. It was, it was brand new back in the, in the 40s and the 50s. And, and so he volunteered, and he said, I, I'll go. And so he went to New York, and he learned how to electric weld. And he came home, and he's about to walk into the owner's office, and he hears the owner talking to one of the managers at the steel plant. And he says, I'm getting older, and I'm looking for a partner. And I, I want this much money to come in and be half partner with me. And the guy said, I'm sorry, I just can't afford to do that. And so he moved on. And um, my uh, mom's uncle walked into the man's office and he said, um, I'm back from New York. And he said, all right, Bruno, congratulations. I'm glad you're back. Did you learn everything? He said, yeah. He said, well, I'm ready for you to start teaching guys right away. He said, well, I heard your conversation with the last guy. I probably shouldn't have overheard that. He said, but I'd like to buy half the company or I'm not going to, I want you to sell me the half the company or I'm not going to teach anybody how to electric well. And he said, well, Bruno, you'd be a great candidate for it. He said, the only problem is, he said, I, I did the math already looking for who might be able to afford it. And you'd have had to save 99 cents out of every penny. I mean, 99 cents out of every dollar you've ever made. 99 cents out of every dollar you've, had to make, you've made, you'd have had to save it. And Bruno says, I have. And he bought half that shipyard. Became very wealthy, owned 10,000 acres in Kerrville, was a multi-multi-millionaire when millionaires weren't popular. Had millions of dollars in the bank, owned several banks in the Port Arthur area because he knew the value of saving money. He came from nothing. And instead of saying, I'll build credit and I'll put it on a credit card, he saved it. And it moved him to where it was. It projected him into his future. And his children's children have reaped the rewards and the blessings of one man saving, of one man working hard, of one man 
who had a bigger picture of life than just spending. Last week we talked about how Jesus said we can't serve two masters. He used the example of God and money. I think, I think Jesus knew that our hearts, our hearts, his our hearts, he'd have to compete with with money. I think he knew that. Money is something in our life that we we all have to have. How many of you would agree you have to have money? Everybody. I, I have to have money. I have three boys. And H E B is not taking my good looks. They're, they're not. And, and so I know that two hundred dollars every week is what it's gonna cost me to feed to feed the future O-line for the Cowboys. I, I, know what that's, I know that's what it's going to take. And, and if I don't have that cash, I'm in trouble. And me and Pastor Jim have been talking about buying a new house and because we need a place to live. We've been living in an apartment since we got here. We're fixing to start building on our house. But we talked about we, we had to pay off a car before we, could, we know we'd be comfortable with our house. No, because we want to have extra. We want to have savings in our life because... Believe it or not, one day I want to retire. You too? One, one day I want to do that, and I want to be financially free where I can do that. And, and we, all, we all have goals in life, and I, I hope this message today helps you, helps you reach some of those goals in your life. One way to know if you're serving money or not is when you serve money or when you're in bondage, you, you have to do certain things. And, and this is what bondage looks like when, when you say, I have to take the overtime and give up family time because things are tight this week. And it, it affects the way we live and the way we breathe and the way we move. And, and, or I, I just, I've got to go find a second job to pay bills. And I admire you if you've got a second job to pay your bills. I, I want you to be free today. And I'm going to show you some ways later in the message how to get free from where you're at in, in life. But, but bills cause, you, you think about, well, I'm not a slave. Well, let's talk about that. Unnecessary worry about bills you have. You're a slave to those bills when you lay awake all night long and all you can think about is the rent's due tomorrow and I don't have the money. Think about it. That apartment complex, that renter owns you at that point in time of your life. You lay there and you're constantly thinking, how am I going to pay? Because you know that your life is about to change if you can't afford to pay him. Or I'm worried you hide your car around the corner because you know you're two months behind. and You don't want the tow truck driver when he's driving by to see it. That's bondage. That's what, that's what slavery looks like. And, and you, you, you worry so much that you can't eat no longer and, and you sweat thinking about it. I don't know about you, but that's, that's a miserable way to live. That's not how God designed for us to operate and how, how he wants us to live in life. He designed things so much better. That's why he warns us so much in Scripture about money and about, about how we operate our lives. Is because he wants us to be free to everything. He didn't come just to set us free from, from some sin in our life. He came to set us free from everything. He doesn't want us to be bound in any way, any fashion, or any form. You know, when I, I was growing up, and this has not been too long ago, but there was, there was an old rule. If you didn't have the money, 
you didn't buy it. You just didn't do it. But that's not the rule we have in today's age. It's if you have the credit, you buy it. And that, that's how we've been raised to operate over the years, that we deserve it and we're working hard and we can make the bills. So, so we just buy it and we max out our credit. And we talked about last week how the average credit card in the United States is at $14,500. That's a lot of money. So a lot of people out there owe $14,000 worth of credit card debt. Well, you have to pay that. Or your credit shrinks and you no longer borrow money and then you lose your job and you get in a bind and then all of a sudden all the things I've just talked about like not being able to sleep, they start happening, happening to us in life. But if we learn to save money when something happens, it's no big deal. You know, 40 years ago, 40-something years ago before the Great Depression, 2% of homes in America had a mortgage on them. Just 2%. Just 2% of homes had a mortgage. 40 years later now, or 50, 60 years, where we're at, later now, 2% of homes in America don't have a mortgage. Something has changed. Something has shifted. We, we went into a place where we feel like we're an entitlement generation, where we have to have it and we have to have it now instead of saving and, and, and having self-control and and, and working for it. Something, something changed. And uh, we look at the retirement age in America, and it's gone way up. And, and people will say, well, that's, that's the government's fault. They've raised the age for Social Security. When did we get to a place in life where we have to depend on someone else? I depend on Jesus and myself to take care of me. That's it. it it's about saving. It's, it's about planning. And I don't want to seem down today. I don't want you to get down about this and say, well, Pastor, you just don't know the load that's on me. I want to help you with it. I want to change things. That's why we have a financial freedom life team. If you're having some financial difficulties in your life, sign up for the life team. That's why we're a church. Why are you talking about finances at church? Well, I'm talking about this because I want you to be free. And this is one of the top things in America that people are suffering from today. So it's a very relevant topic. And so I, I just want to help you be free. We'll take you all the way through financial, through, through the financial classes, and uh, you don't have to pay none if you don't want to for the class. It won't cost you a thing. For those of you who want all the workbooks and stuff, it's $100. It's an investment into your life. And trust me, it will change your life. You don't have the $100, that's fine. We'll share a workbook with you. I want you to be free. Psalms 13.7 says, one man pretends to be rich, yet he has nothing. There's three groups in America today. There's the haves, the have-nots, and, and this is my favorite group, y'all ready? The have-not-paid-for-it-yets. The, the pretenders. Y'all know the pretenders? They're out there shining in their car, and they just barely make that payment every month. They're flashing the new watch, and they're just barely making the credit card every month. And, and they look so good on the outside, and we all want to be just like them. But I don't want to be them laying in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out how they're going to make all the monthly payments they have at the end of the month. 
I want to be, I want to be free. I don't want to be a pretender. So I want to tell you four ways today to get free. Number one, embrace the value of counsel. Ecclesiastes 7, 11 through 12 says this. Wisdom is better when it's paired with money. I agree with that. Especially if you get both while you're still living. How many of you would like to have both, wisdom and money, while you're still living? This is the way to do it. In fact, it goes on to say it's double protection, wisdom and wealth. Plus this bonus, wisdom energizes its owner. You know what a wise man looks like? A wise man looks like somebody that has money in the bank, somebody that has a retirement, somebody that has wisdom, and they don't have a care or a worry in the world. That's what a wise man looks like. Now, I know it's hard starting out, young people. We go to college. We have college debt. We have to get a, a career going. And the average college student graduates college with $9,000, $12,000 worth of debt in America today. And, and that's if you didn't go to an Ivy League school. I talked to one parent the other day. Their, their kids are going to school, and it's, it's $60,000 a semester. $60,000 a semester. Things are going up. The, the cost of living is going up. Wages in America are going nowhere. <laughs> they're, they're the same. They've gone up a little bit, but not much. But the deal is we have to come into a place of strategy and a place of planning that, that you set yourself up to win for the rest of your life. My goal for you is to win. I, I want to win. How many here want to win today? I want to win. And so we're smarter when we continually grow and we continually learn. That's how we become wise. So some of you here today need to make sure you sign up for the Financial Freedom Life Team. Get signed up for that. Make sure you're the first one on the list. Get in that class today if you, if you need help. If, if you need to come into my office and talk about it, we'll talk about it. I'll help you any way I can. I love helping people get free. I love, that's what I'm all about. Call me anytime. Number two, embrace the value of self-control. This is the biggest problem I see we have today. Proverbs 25, 28, it says, Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. You know, it reminds me of the little kid. He goes, I want it now. But mama, mama, I want it now. Mama, I got to have this car. Mama. And walking around the store just following his mama. Boy, put that up. And his mom, mama, I want it now. And the mom's like, put it up, I tell you. But mama, I want it now. And that's, that's, that's how we live life a lot of times is, is I see it, it looks good, and I just want to grab it and eat it and partake of it. And that's what got Adam and Eve in all the trouble. Is it, it looked good, and it's, it's what we wanted to do, and so we just grab it, and we reach out, and we take it, and we say it's ours, and we claim it. But you don't understand, Pastor, I'm walking by faith. The fruits of the Spirit are self-control. One of the main fruits, self-control, patience. And then... So we talked about the little kid. He wants it now. And then there's the women in the room. And, you know, women and men are different. Women will nickel and dime you to death. They, 
and I'm not being mean now, girls, but, you know, they got to have the matching belt to go with the purse and the, and, and the wardrobe to go with the purse and the shoes that match the purse, and it's $10 here and $15 here and $25 here and $10 here and $5 here. And, oh, we got to have the earrings that match. It's $8 here. And before you know it, at the end of the month, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Now, guys, I'm going to get to you right now. See, because girls will kill you just a little bit at a time. Guys kill you all at once on your budget. You know, uh, they come home and say, babe, look at the new bass boat. It was on sale. You know, because you know your wife loves sales, so she's, she's got to like this. Or, or, babe, they just had this truck sitting out front, and it was only $56,000. Look, it even came with the mags. It's exactly what I wanted. Or they come home with the ranger and said, you know, I have to have this to take the kids camping. I, I got to be able to take them into the woods. The $400 four-wheeler wouldn't work. You know, there's too many kids now, so it's, it's $15,000 for the ranger. Guys, you kill us all at once on the budget. And, and that's how it works. But that doesn't get us to where we need to be. We've got to learn how to say no. Say no. If you say no like that, you're going to be in jail by midnight. Say no. Come on. You, you got to learn how to say no. <laughs> when, when I was, uh, I was a children's pastor over in Ireland, well, I think I was associate pastor. Then. I was associate pastor. They were having that uh, gun shortage and bullet shortage. You know, you can't go find bullets. And so I'd go by Academy every day. If they had bullets, I'd buy some because, you know, we're in a shortage. You got, hey, I'm a guy. You got to have bullets. And one Sunday, I got ready to go out to eat. And I told Jen, I said, babe, hey, let's go out to eat. And she goes, you can eat your bullets because we can't afford to go this week. <laughs> because we all do it. We get in trouble. And I mean, it's, it's all kinds of stuff. Like you can't resist the little girl at the door with the, with the candy bar. You can't resist the Girl Scout. In fact, I, I have this meme for you today. They're going to throw it up. I got clean for nearly a year until I ran into my dealer. It's a Girl Scout. It's a Girl Scout with the cookies. You've got to buy $25 worth of cookies to make it. You don't need Girl Scout cookies to make it. You really don't need to get your nails done, ladies, twice a week to, to, to make it. You, I, I'm just being serious. <laughs> I'm in danger now. Look, I, okay, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you exam, I'm gonna give you an example. Girls, have you ever heard a man say, "Wow, look at those nails"? I wonder if they're real. You've never heard that. I, I'm just being honest. Nails, nails don't do nothing for me. You can go without nails. Rod, Rogers, my friend, is here today. He's just dying over here, but. But I'm being real. I'm a real guy. I'm a real person. And, and you don't hear the guys say that. Do, do you really need to play golf twice a week? Somebody said, Doug said yes. <laughs> Starbucks, $4 a cup. I'm going to tell you what, I got into that game. They built one in the church parking lot just about in Nederland. And I just had to go through there once at lunch and once in breakfast and once at dinner. And that's $12 a day times 365, and you're immediately in trouble. 
I had some friends in Nederland that came into my office and said, Pastor, and this has been about 15 years ago, and said, Pastor, I need, I need, we need help. We need some counseling. I'm like, okay, what's the problem? Well, we've ran up $75,000 worth of credit card debt in the last two years. I said, my goodness, and we can't breathe, and we can't sleep, and, and it's just the weight on us is just horrific. And I'm like, uh, and they said that word weight is horrific. And then I asked them, I said, I said, can you tell me what it is? Can you bring some stuff back? Or what did you buy that cost so much? Did you put a car on your credit card? And I'm like, no. In fact, we looked and we're kind of embarrassed because it, all $75,000 is pretty much cassoulet. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not lying to you. They went to cassoulet every night and just stuck it on a credit card. True story. You can't make that up. That's a whole lot of enchiladas that put them in trouble. Talk about in hot sauce. Their whole life was in it. Boiling in it. But when you get out of debt, you got the freedom to buy the car. You got the freedom to go get your nails done. If we learn how to say no for a little while, you can say yes for the rest of your life. You can retire early. You don't even have to worry about Social Security. Tell them, keep it for somebody else. I don't need it. You can tell them all that stuff. But it's all about, number three, embracing the value of sacrifice. Hebrews 12, 2 says, let us fix our eyes on whom? Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him, what did he do? He endured the cross. He gave up and made a sacrifice for something he wanted more. He gave up, we got to learn how to give up something we love for something we love even more. Our family, our kids, our future. It's about giving up little things so that we can increase our lives and we can do more. When a missionary comes through, I want to be able to write large checks. I want to, I want to be able to do all that. I want, to be able to, I want my money to serve me instead of me serving my money. I want my money to serve me so that I can serve God more faithfully and I can use my money in abundance to bless the kingdom of God and go to a new place in my life. You can get, I'm telling you, you can give up cable for a debt-free Christmas. You can stay in a smaller house instead of a bigger or fancier one. One of you can stay at home with the kids. When you go to college, you can get two or three roommates to decrease your bills at the, at the end. You can give up eating lunch out. You can brown bag it. You know, there's, I, I read an article that said over a lifetime, if you go out to eat for lunch instead of brown bagging it, just your four or five day a week work schedule, You'll spend $112,000 in your lifetime eating lunch out. Some of you will spend $200,000 eating lunch out. <laughs> it, it just depends on what kind of lunch you want to eat. But that's a lot of money. It adds up. You figure $10, $10 a day on a five-day week, you're at $200 a month right there just by giving eating lunch out up. Just by giving it up. You know, I hate going to the car dealer to buy a new car. 
I've hated it all my life, ever since I was 17, 18 years. I've hated it because they come out and say, well, you want your monthly payment to be at. I don't want to know what my monthly payment is. I want to know how much I'm spending. Don't give me the monthly payment. That's a game. That's, that's to get you in trouble. I don't care about the monthly payment. I want to know at the end of when it's all paid for, how much am I spending? What's tax, title, license? I want the big number. And I want to know that number because that's an important number to me. And then I want to know after interest what I'm spending. We've been spoiled the last couple of years. Interest is really low. And we've been buying cars at 1%, 1% interest, and that's almost like free money. I had the money to pay for my last car, but interest was, it was just so cheap, I just financed it. I still got the money to write the check today if I want to. But, but the deal is, you, you got to come to a place in life where you know what the big number is in life and what all your numbers are and how much it costs. And, and, and you know, we talked about that credit card balance of $14,000. And what was that? You know, what was that $14,000? Was it a trip to Disney or Maybe it was a sound system for your one-bedroom apartment. It, it, you know, it could be lots and lots of things, and we laugh about it, but I, I want to show some numbers real quick. If you pay the minimum payment on $14,000, it's $217 per month. At 18% interest, it'll take 40 years to pay off, and you'll pay $104,000 on a trip you could have not went on or something you could have not done or vice versa. $14,000 turns into 104000 But let's look at a number. If you invested $14,000 at 12% for 40 years, it'd be $1.3 million. Now, 12% is a hard number to get to in today's economy where, where interest rates are. This is just throwing out numbers. It looked bigger because it was better. And uh, it looked better because it was bigger. But if you invested $14,000 and added that $217 payment to it, at 12% over 40 years, it'd be $3.5 million. And you say, wow. See, you give up something you love for something you love more, and what a difference it can make. In fact, Luke, Luke 14, 28, Jesus said this, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? If you don't know the cost, you're in trouble. You have to first see, you got to first see what the cost is to know if you have enough money to buy what you're doing. If you don't have the money, you don't buy it. It, it's, it goes back to how they used to live in the 40s and the 50s before the devil schemed up this thing called credit cards. And credit cards are a good tool if you're in business, but they can be a bad tool if you're an individual and you just start throwing stuff on there and you don't have the money to pay for it. It, it can make you not sleep at night. It can, it can cause you for you have to change your phone number so they can't ring. Anybody ever had that ring? You know who it is and you don't answer it. You just send it straight to buy. Send it. You're going to the void. <laughs> I know who you are. Come on, we've all been there in life. Where we know who's calling on the phone, and it's that lender we're slave to. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. You can wander into debt, but it's very hard to wander out. You can. You can wander into debt, but it's very hard to wander out. 
So I encourage you, join the Financial Peace Life team. Uh, you know, start changing things in your life. I want to give you two little baby steps real quick to help you change things in your life. Number one is everybody in here needs to have $1,000 saved up for emergencies. Now, if you make under $10,000 a year, $500 is good. If you make ten to seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars a year, thousands fine. You make seventy-five to one hundred fifty thousand. You need to have about twenty-five hundred to three thousand in savings. You, you need to have money in savings. Clip coupons for for your waxing. You know, save money. Sell some stuff if you need to. Sell the cat. Eat Raymond noodles. Do what you got to do, but get out of trouble. Everybody in here said, I've been there too, Pastor. I've had grilled cheese and Raymond noodles. But you got to do what you got to do to get out of debt. Quit being the slave to somebody else. I want to encourage everybody here that has debt. You need to figure out a way to come up with $200 every month, whether it be a second job, whether it be, whether it be uh, selling some stuff, whether it be brown bagging it, whatever you got to do. If you'll come up with with $200 extra, I'm going to give you a principle that can change your life. In Proverbs 1, 18 through 19, it says, but these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. I don't want my life robbed. So number two, do the debt snowball. And if you don't know what that is, I want to show you real quick up here. You got to find $200 in your budget, but say these are your bills. This is a, just a hypothetical. Say you owe Lowe's, you owe Target, you owe your parents because your AC broke during the middle of summer. They felt sorry for you and gave you $1,600. And, and you owe Visa, you owe for your car, and you owe for school still. Well, what you do is you take the one that you owe the least amount of money on, and your monthly payment is $50. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your $50 and that $200 a month you've come up with somehow, and you pay a new payment of $250. See how quick that gets paid off? Two months, that's gone. Then the next, the next month after that, instead of paying $30 to Target, you take the extra $250 for the first, from the first debt, and you pay a total of $280 a month in just a couple months. What's happened? That's paid off. Then you're going to take the 200. See how it, it builds a snowball and it just keeps growing? It builds synergy. It just keeps growing and going and going. And uh, I just wanted to teach you something. They are teach this in school to every kid, shouldn't they? How, how to pay off debt, how to stay debt-free, and how to move on. And, and so you pay off your parents next. And before you know it, you're at $1,010 in extra, in extra finances every month in your pocket. And you can do that. Instead of paying off the minimal payments, which is 120 months to pay all that off, you can pay all that off in 21 months. 21 months, you pay it off. And then you could take that additional $1,010 at 8% for 99 months and invest it, and you come up with $153,000, and you can buy a house. Changes everything, doesn't it? Changes everything. Just by paying off debt, just by saving a little bit, just by changing some things. And the more passionate you get about this, the quicker you can do it. You just got to set your mind to a, a new place. I used to have a guy that worked with me, and we'd be out digging a ditch. And, you know, digging ditches aren't fun. And his name was Primo. And I'd say, Primo, 
getting tired. He said, just put your mind on zero, boss. Just put your mind on zero. Just, just don't think about it. And sometimes we can't think about all the debt. We can't dwell on all the debt because if that's all we think about, then we're bound and we can't ever get free. But when we set a strategy and you, you pay that first one off, you start getting excited about it. And then you pay that, that second thing off, and you get even more excited about it. And it just starts building synergy in your life. And you start putting money in savings account, and you start investing it in bonds and in mutual funds. And then before long, you look back on your life, and instead of at 55, 60 years of age, you're, you're still in trouble, and you're still fighting the same battles you fought in your 20s. Instead, you look back and you say, oh, my goodness, I can retire. Life can change for me. Everything's different. And, and there's none of the hustle and bustle, the rat race that everybody around you is still running. Because you weren't a slave. You used your money to serve you so that you could serve God with freedom. Proverbs 6, 5 says, free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. I love how it says this. Free yourself. doesn't say somebody's going to come deliver you from that. doesn't say it's just going to happen. It says he gives us the ability, but we have to free what? Ourselves. Say it with me. Free ourselves. We, we have to free ourselves. We have to fight like crazy to get free. Me and Pastor Jennifer have done this. We've been in debt. We, we've had five, six thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. We've had all the, the nice new car notes. We, we've had all this in life and we got to a place where we started to change the way we live and the change we do, the things, the way we do things and we started to invest in property and in different avenues and before long we got, we got thousands of dollars in the bank and I don't have, I got credit cards for convenience but they get paid off every month. It's because we came to a place in our life where we decided we had to change some things. We had to make things happen. We had to free up some things. And once we got free, we could do more with our life. I've been able to write bigger checks than I've ever written in my life to God because I'm free. I've been able to go on vacation and do more things I want to do and and, and my parents are free, and they taught me how to be free, and it's, it's a great thing. My mom and dad took us all to the Bahamas last year because they're free, because they, they got the values that I'm talking about today. And, if, and you say, well, my mom and dad didn't raise me that way, and they didn't help me, Pastor. I want to help you. I want to teach you how to move your life forward. And that's what it's all about. And for y'all that are free in the room today, I celebrate with you. And I thank you for sitting through this today. But there's someone in here today that needed, needed to be seen this. They need to see this. And, and they, they need, you know, Alex and Crystal changed their life a couple years ago. And they now teach our Financial Peace University class that we do. And, and they, they took the same principles they're going to show you in this class. And they got completely debt-free. They live in total freedom. Don't have a car note, a credit card note, none of that. Alex has been unemployed, made it through it all in the last couple years. Why? Because he's free. What would have happened if he got laid off like he did for four or six months and he was bound to all of this stuff? He'd had to change his lifestyle. He'd have lost half of what he had. They came and took it. But because he's free, 
It didn't phase him. didn't bother him. didn't hurt him. That's where I want to get you to, total freedom. Jesus wanted us to be totally free in everything that we do.